Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight, Australia, Season 10, Episode 22. Now, Chris, where would you like to start today? Well, Dave, we had a little bit of a hangover from the last episode. Melinda, who's not a fan of Harrison, obviously Harrison was very critical of their relationship here in late Leighton. I'm like, I don't know how. He can be criticised, and she did come up with a cracking comment that he fucking thinks he's some sort of fucking. Oh, what did she say? She say um, some sort of love guru or love something. Love guru wasn't or something. It? Yeah, it was like a reference, like Uncle Phil, uh, Doctor Phil, whatever he's Doctor Phil, that Dr. was Phil, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and he said Uncle Phil, that's Fresh Prince. But yeah, she's just like <laughs> she just she's on to him, and she's like, how dare him? You know. So obviously, we're teeing it up for the retreat, and then we get. Hugo and Taylor and Taylor's, you know, he goes and knocks on a flat door and she's a, you know, she's offended, Dave. You know, you threw me under the bus and I'm thinking, why are you still fucking here? Why yeah, are yeah. you here? So it sort of leads into the retreat, only that little couple of minute interaction before we get going. Yeah, I mean, uh, fucking hell. You know, the Harrison clip from the commitment ceremony, for me, on the replay, it seemed to get even worse. It was like, you know, Chris, sometimes we wind each other up. You know, we'll do it intentionally. It was like that. It was like, oh, you know, the person you were yesterday seems completely different from today. What's happening, guys? You know, it's like, oh, you condescending bastard. But, um... Yeah, she's definitely on to him there. Chris, I, I was saying yesterday, you know, that fucking Taylor, you know, I, I hope she had left, but no, of course she fucking didn't. She's, uh, you know, fucking hungry for that little bit of fame. She's got absolutely nothing good to say about Hugo at all. And the problem is, like he does genuinely seem to be remorseful. He, he's probably mortified about it, you know. And we'll come back to the so-called fucking book dialer as well. But you know, I'm just, you just want to give him a bit of a slap and just say, "What the fuck are you doing?" You know, if you if you want to do this for TV, great. But fucking hell, don't don't think there's a thing here. She literally cannot stand the sight of you. She can't stand you to touch of us to touch her she can't she can't stand you even being in the same fucking room and it's so horrible to watch to be honest she's just a despicable person and i was reading up so um you know i think someone popped in the discord that uh, her dad's a, a famous or well famous footballer a bit like toby from love island you know fucking hashtag united or something <laughs> you know but he did play football apparently and I was reading up, and he, he he was in a bit of hot water himself. It said some derogatory things about, you know, teenage girls, and I, I think he was saying about giving them a slap or something like that. And I was like, I wonder if that was in reference to Taylor. I wonder if she's always been a bit of a C next Tuesday. But, um, yeah, just straight from the off. And she's just got, she's got no self-awareness at all, has she? Because she's saying, oh, no, it's fine. You know, we're... we're 
you can move back in or whatever. But then saying straight to the camera, oh, she can't be arse arguing. You know, I just told him what he wanted to hear. You know, you're just telling us, well, you still think he's a twat. So, you know, just what was the point? Yeah. It, and <laughs> what got me, Dave, apparently, you know, when we get to the retreat, you know, as I said, the Evelyn and Melinda are talking about Harrison, but we get this little round table situation. So the guys are on one table, the girls are on another, the girls are chatting away. Emily Taylor is a sex maniac, Dave, who's got a bag full of toys that Ann Summers would be proud of. And she's been fucking sexting her ex, Dave. She yeah. used to get it every day. And Hugo's there in the backdrop of it. Now, I'll be honest with you. I do think you are onto something here. I do think Hugo is here for the fucking fame and the, you know, the legs of it all. Because why he's flogging a fucking dead horse with her, I do not know. It's a waste of fucking time. But when she's doing this sort of thing, this is her trying to push him away. And if they, like the stuff about them getting a bit of a fee for doing this is right, is she doing it so she sort of breaks him? She is horrible. She's horrible. And it makes it even better. She's offering fucking advice to the other couples later on. I'm like, how <laughs> can you, of all people, be offering advice to anybody? Your actions have been like comical. She's been like a pantomime baddie acting ridiculous. And Hugo is just a fucking doormat. And it's like, mate, give it up. And, and honestly, his fake reactions to her saying she was sexting at her ex and all this, Dave, I was like, I'm not buying any of this fucking baloney. As much as I'm not buying the fucking butt dial either. <laughs> I don't know. I thought his reactions were quite authentic, to be honest. I, I mean, you know, you could argue about why she's speaking so loudly when he's right fucking there in earshot. And maybe that's the thing. You know, she does seem like that nasty fucking individual that would just like to stick it, stick the fucking knife in. I was going to say stick it in there, but <laughs> given <laughs> your, your previous <laughs> comments <laughs> about a bag full of fucking sport billy bag. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Poppins back. <laughs> What's this? Oh, it's a pneumatic drill. All right, it great. It just keeps yeah. going and going. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't need batteries. <laughs> so, I mean, I, she has done it to, like, fucking almost just take the piss out of him. Yeah. So I, I just want him to fucking have some respect for himself. Either just call it out for what it fucking is or walk off, you know, and all the, the time that he doesn't. The, the only conclusion is he's either a doormat, has used to been being treated like a doormat, or he's just going to do whatever it takes to stay on screen for as long as possible. So, you know, uh, she is almost Chris. I mean, do you think she's got the potential to be up there with Olivia? I mean, Olivia was an OG. We were talking about Taylor. She's an intruder. We've just learned that this season, um, that term. So, you know, she hasn't had as long to piss us off. But it was in the retreat where Olivia really started to turn last season, wasn't it? So I think Taylor has got the potential to be up there as, like, one of the greatest maths villains, you know, right up there with uh, Olivia. What do you reckon? Well, I think you could be onto something, but I also think there's another contestant who could be up there, Dave, which we'll talk about later on, because it was Olivia-esque in her delivery. But yes, with Taylor, very strange character. Why would you be shouting so loud, like you said? It don't make any sense. And I think 
I'd like to say, giving advice? <laughs> who, yeah. who can you give any fucking advice to? Nobody. However, Dave, at this round table, what is going on with Bronte's eyes, Dave? So she's like the flying saucer eyes when like Harrison's talking and he brings up the fact about the butt dial again, doesn't he? I'm with him, Dave. I am completely with I don't like Harrison. He's a sneaky fucker. And I think we're going to find out at probably some point he cheated on Bronte as this experiment's going on. It's pretty much written in the stars and he'll, he'll make up some bullshit excuse. But he is right. There is nobody buying this shit. And then Rupert pipes up. I mean, you've got to give Harrison his credit, Dave. He went, well, I can't trust you. And I'm thinking, I don't trust you either, Rupert, because I think Harrison is right. I think it's the only thing I agree with on Harrison in this whole show. This whole thing is bullshit. Absolute bullshit. At least they're not going with the storyline for us and trying to be silly and going, all right, yeah. Initially we did, and then everyone was like, this is phony. I know we exhausted it in the last episode, but it's been brought up again. It's Bronte's eyes when he's talking. She's like, Flying saucer eyes, like, and she's really like attentive. And I'm like, what's going on here? And when the girls are saying about Harrison, she is having none of it at all. <laughs> what I like is, you know, we, we, I mean, we're always cynical bastards anyway. And, you know, we'll call out when something is obvious, you know, it's like, oh, come on, we're not, we're not buying that at all. Chris, this is the first season when I think the contestants themselves are leaning into the nonsense. Yeah. So stuff that we've called out, said straight away about the butt dial. There's no fucking way. He's just told her. And then they've come up with this plan to basically, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a butt dial. And in this loud club with all the music blaring and everything, heard every fucking word. We were just like bullshit. But they're, they're actually, all, they're almost breaking the fourth wall and going, yeah, yeah, we know it's bullshit as well. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think that's interesting. And then the, the stuff with, like, Harrison and Bronte as well, we're like, fuck off. There's no way. They are fake as fuck. The pair of them are as bad as each other. It seems like the group are picking up on that as well. So it's interesting that, you know, the things that are fake are that we've called out, you know, they are being called out within the show as well. Yeah, and I agree, because, like, the girls are coming up with rational things to help her and advise her. And I know some of them are being hypocrites. I mean, Claire, obviously, for one, she does acknowledge what she's done, and they're trying to help her. But she's just like, it's like one of them things. They're like, your fingers in your ears, la, 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 I am not <laughs> listening to you. She will go as far as she can with Harrison, no matter what happens for the fame. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, but do you not think that the girls have got it wrong? They they say they're trying to help Bronte. I mean, sometimes just fucking recognize when someone doesn't want help. (laughs) And the reason Bronte's getting so upset is because she's fucking in on it. Yeah, it's not like she's like, oh fucking hell, Harrison. He's had the he's pulling the wool over my eyes. Chris, at the start when they're going about having amazing sex and everything, no one's fucking buying that. No one at all. So, you know, they're so full of fucking shit. But, you know, the girls aren't recognizing that Bronte is totally fucking in on it as well. And she, she knows that people are getting a bit too fucking close. And that's why she has to play the fucking drama queen. And it's like, oh, no, it's quizzing my relationship, questioning my relationship. So 
it's all bollocks. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested where you know, and and will the girls, you know, a little bit like Levan and Chris, where everyone else starts having these side conversations because it's all right having these big group conversations. But I want to see some of the other couples, like you know, put some theories together. Like, why are Bronte and Harrison doing this? Are they just trying to fool us all and then do the old, you know, two weeks after, or we decided to split up kind of thing, or or what? And maybe that's, and you could be right, maybe that's why Evelyn's going at him, Dave, because she can see a faker, because she's fake as well. So maybe <laughs> maybe she feels the old Spider-Man meme. She's put, look at, oh my God, these, these two are as bad as me. I need to get them out the experiment, you know, because... I'm not a fan. I keep saying it. I'm just not a fan of it. I don't believe her either. And Rupert, no. fucking Melon, he's <laughs> a fucking that's, that's the brilliant thing, isn't it? And I do think, as each season we've watched, the people who are in there for what seem like genuine reasons seem to be diluted more and more. Everyone knows what the fucking game is now. Yeah. And so, you know, the wannabes are just increasing in population and, and percentage of contestants. And, and so it's just amusing. I, I still, I go back to that bloody episode of Bachelorette. when That was when the penny dropped for me, when every fucker in there, the whole precedent is basically you go on to The Bachelor, and if you miss out on top spot, but the public like you, you've got a good chance of being in the, you know, being the next Bachelorette. And then the blokes who are on The Bachelorette, again, if you're quite popular, you make it through to the later stages, but you don't actually win the top slot, you get to be the next Bachelor. It's this whole incestuous thing, and the whole precedent is set by like a quarter of a century of fucking seasons. But if someone was to, to misstep and actually show their hand that, Oh, well, yeah, I'm on The Bachelorette, but really, I, I, I kind of don't want the top spot. It's better to come second or third, and then I get to be The Bachelor. Hmm, that is an interesting concept, isn't it? But if if someone from the rest of the group gets a sniff of that, even though they're all massive fucking hypocrites, and they've all thought about it, all thought about it, you know, from the time when they've applied, they've gone through the audition process, they're getting ready for the first night and everything. Everyone's fucking think about, thinking about it. But if you dare to have the, the finger of blame come around and point towards you, you are fucked. You're yeah. more fucked than a woman who's accused of being a witch in the medieval times you know what i mean you are <laughs> basically the way you were going just screwed <laughs> you know it's the fucking crucible it's the salem witch trials it is fucking that all over and so that's what you've got here you've got a bunch of fakers calling each other out for being fakers well <laughs> I didn't know where you were going then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I thought, hang on a minute, are we editing this? <laughs> but, I shall descend from my fucking high horse and soapbox now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll tell you what though, Dave, and I, I said it before, I got a bit of PTSD towards the end of this episode because Alyssa went full on Olivia with her story to Duncan. Duncan stood there, minded his own business, but apparently... When the girls have gone off and the guys have gone off, she wants attention off him, Dave. He's like, well, what do you want? I'm like, and I'm going, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. And he's, he, was, he wasn't being a knob. He wasn't being aggressive. He was trying to ask her. Then when she says, I just want attention. And he went, do you want a hug? No. 
like, what? You've just fucking contradicted yourself. And then the fucking way she delivered the fucking interaction to the girls. You'd think Duncan was stood over her, being dead aggressive and nasty. And the girl's like, what a bastard. And I'm like, is this fucking for real? This is like fucking Taylor again. I was like, you're telling this story. And and then Duncan's telling the story to the guys, which is exactly what we saw. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't fucking get And when she said he's not my type and every girl was like, uh, I think I need to fucking divorce my husband because I think they were all thinking, I want to get with Duncan. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. Like, what did you think of that? Because I thought Alyssa was just lying her ass off there. There's something going on here. Well, you say you had PTSD. I had fucking PTSD. <laughs> for a bit fucking closer to home. Um, honestly... <laughs> I it did. It fucking. I was just like, oh shit. This is this is what it was like for me. Um, yeah, I was just I, I, genuinely perplexed by it. But then, there. But then, feeling like, is there a missing code here? Because I do recognise these behaviours, but I'm still equally perplexed now. <laughs> it's like I don't know what Duncan could have done. Um, other than my instant reaction now would be fuck her off. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, don't even try because you cannot fucking fathom having tried to fathom that non-linearity. Like you just, there is a different rule book that I do not understand. And I'm too fucking old to ever want to play that game again. (laughs) It's just, it was just, Oh, Chris, it pissed me off no end. And uh, yeah, I'd just say, Duncan, fucking danger, Will Robinson. Get the fuck out of there. Because I said in the last episode, he is basically developed in a test tube or something to be as close as the perfect man. You know, it's like twins. I think I'm the other half. (laughs) I'm Danny DeVito. Um, So... (laughs) But, yeah, she, she was just uh, – I've said before with Alyssa, she's got some real nasty traits. She's got this facade. She's got this, like, act that she puts on um, that she's a nice person, um, but she's really quite nasty. What was all the fucking shit with Claire as well? It's like fucking consoling with Claire. It's like you wanted to fucking feed her to the wolves the other week. Yeah. You know, what's yeah, cheater or is a cheater? Like, fucking, it's outrageous. Now, now that Duncan's the arsehole, that was your best fucking mate, isn't she? <laughs> Again, like, what What game? What? What is the, the reasoning behind that? It's like, she's just pushing him away. I don't, unless there's stuff going on we don't see, I don't believe that. I think Duncan's been straight down the line. He even said that. He, when he started apologising, he was doing it like just to say, look, if I have done that, I'm not aware of it. I apologise. He was being reasonable and she was having none of it. It was just like he gave her solutions to her, to her questions, the things she was quit. Not interested, Dave. It had gone so far. She was like, I'm on camera here. I'm going to have to go through with this, even though she looked ridiculous. I just didn't get the reasoning. And like you say, Duncan just needs to get out of Dodge City there because that is not a healthy relationship. Yeah, now the only slight caveat that I'd have to it all is, okay, so we didn't really see that much from the day, but I mean, if he had spent all day with the guys, I kind of feel like that's okay as well. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, are you that fucking needy? You've been in each other's pockets for the last four weeks. Is he not allowed to spend some time with the guys? 
Is it because you is it because you struggle to to uh, you know bond with uh, the girls? Is that what's going on here? It's just again, listeners, please help me out because I do not understand this behaviour. Um, and is it just it looks on the face of it to me like she's just fucking bonkers? But is there a, a, a you know? Is there something else? Am I playing drafts and she's playing chess? <laughs> you know, it's just completely different rules. Could Duncan have done anything different there? It was brilliant because he even said to her, like, but we're next to each other, literally. What do you want me to do? Well, I don't want you coming over when the girls are there and when the guys are there. And he's like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, he ain't winning this one. He ain't winning so, this I mean, one. We've seen plenty of other people. And, uh, you know, on this season, can you imagine how Harrison would have reacted? Or, or Cam. Or, uh, fucking hell, Cam. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I mean, that, that, they'd have already left, I guess. But so many other guys would have just been like, ah, oh, fuck this. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and just yeah. suit yourself. You know, go, go down there on your own. I can't be arsed with you. Like so many other guys would have done that. Duncan's like patiently trying to see her through this, trying to help her. Like you say, when when she's telling the girls, I almost felt like listening to the story, even though I'd fucking seen it myself, I could almost imagine Duncan like smashing fucking chairs up and stuff. Like he was angry. You know, that's the picture that she was painting to the girls and the girls are lapping it up. It's like, oh, that's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? And yet yeah, when he's yeah. telling the guys, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I saw. Not her version. So yeah, I think you're right. You're right. She could turn into another Olivia. I think she's she's got that same kind of uh, veneer you know, that that kind of, oh, I'm all sweet and everything. You know, look at me. But, you know, I still hold grudges since I was five. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> think they, they, these two might be wired the same way. <laughs> Let's see, Dave. We need a good baddie, don't we? So, yeah. uh, excellent stuff. And all thank you guys for tuning in as always. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. On social media, at cdrealitycast. Get over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV casting, come in there, show your support and get involved with the community over there, guys. We do appreciate it. And if you do want to support us a little bit more, patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. So today's roll call of honor is Helen, Alex, Macy, Nicholas, Schmave, Emma, Fiona, Cassie, Megan, Kate, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Gillian, Keith, Brianna, Helen, Chloe, Noreen, Joanna, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Susan, Hennessy, Tracy, Lauren, Luca, Lulu, Green, and Kent Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. Amazing stuff. We're halfway through Maths Day this week, and the last week on Love Island has been amazing because we're oh, fucking near hallelujah. the end. <laughs> 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 fucking hell. Oh, my word. Oh. But thank you very much, sir. I really do appreciate you holding the fort. I, I'm going to be flaky as fuck over this next week. Things are really tough. Um, but I do appreciate you day in, day out. It doesn't matter. Uh, r- <laughs> rain or shine or shit football result. You are always there, my friend. And I do appreciate you <laughs> very, very much. So, oh, <laughs> thank you very much, sir. <laughs> Thanks to all our listeners. Thanks to all our supporters. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.